0: Wake up America before it's too late. The Steve Day Show.
1: And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. My name is Steve Day, back from a long weekend in Southern California. I want to give a little shout out to Hollywood for freedom. They were one of the folks that uh, hosted a screening of Nefarious over the weekend, Um, was out there at God Speak Church. Some of you may know that's the church. Rob McCoy was one of the first pastors out there to push back on Gavin, uh, on Air Newsom's dictatorial mandates. And we had I mean, we had we had a sold out sanctuary for that event, had an overflow crowd. And I was thinking, wow, it doesn't get any better than this until the next day. We went to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, with another pastor well known for pushing back on air, Newsom and Jack Hibbs. And oh my, how about a sold out sanctuary of 3000 plus and not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven overflow rooms, seven overflow rooms. Jack had a bet with the staff that maybe 500 to 1000 would show up. And if he was wrong, he'd buy the whole team lunch. That's a big team to pull off that church every Sunday. He's got an expensive lunch uh, to buy coming his way. First class, both places were first class all the way. Got a chance to go and worship at uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills yesterday. One of the most alive churches I've ever been in. One of the most alive. And I knew it was going to be good, guys. I knew it was going to be good because literally... An hour before we left to go to church on Sunday, I lost hearing in my right ear out of nowhere. No previous symptoms, nothing, just lost hearing, you know? So you start thinking, is it wax? You know, yes, no, though, I'm a hygiene fiend, so that probably wasn't it. But, you know, eardrops, nothing. So I'm out there talking and presenting on nefarious in front of thousands of people. I can't hear out of one of my ears. And uh, finally get to go to the doctor as soon as we get back home and land yesterday. It, now, you're going you're gonna to love this. You're going to love this. It turns out it's a very common ear infection called like Otis Media or something. Okay? It's a very common ear infection. However, the doctor says to me yesterday, you know, it's a very common ear infection. Now, I've not had an ear infection, guys, in like over 40 years. Like I was a little kid the last time I had an ear infection. Um, she goes, however, you have no pain and no flu or sinus-like symptoms because it usually is associated with drainage, and then your ears don't drain properly, and that creates the infection. So, just like I once had a MRSA infection that just so coincidentally hit me when the movie was coming out of a, quote, unknown cause or origin, I have an ear infection of an unknown cause or origin. It has no in, there's no basis for the infection. I have no sinusitis issues. I have no uh, cold or flu symptoms whatsoever. I have no pain in the area whatsoever. As Nefarious himself once said, probably just a coincidence, right? Probably just a coincidence. Now, they have me on an antibiotic. It's about eh, 20% better, I would say, today after two doses. Uh, I could hear nothing out of my right ear yesterday. I can hear you a little bit now if you talk to me. It's really muffled. Um, Last night I could hear after the first dose if you got right in my ear. Today, I could probably hear you, Todd, in casual conversation. But it would be like, you, you would be talking to me like, the, you, know, you know, like really Charlie covered. Teacher, y- yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I could make out what you're saying. So I'm hoping after the next couple of days, this will go away. But at, at this point in time, and I, and I appreciate you guys are sending me all your home remedies and, and detox. Guys, that's not it. You guys have worked with me since 2015. How many sick days have I had in that period of time? None. Except for when I had the MRSA infection. That was, I think, the first time I'd taken any time off for being ill. I mean I, I've lost a bunch of weight I eat pretty healthy I'm that's not the issue probably just a coincidence Stevie I mean that's what it is let's just be honest and at this point I laugh at you I laugh at the enemy if this is the best you got is ear infections and everything else then you know at this point I'm, I just I can only laugh at what continues to go on associated with this movie. So, I mean, I I drove over there knowing this, this event's going to be pretty good because it cannot possibly be a coincidence that this hits me for the first time maybe in my entire life right as I'm about to go, right after we did a big presentation with Nefarious, right after I'm about to go do another big presentation with Nefarious. So if i speak too loud today forgive me i'm not really totally aware of how loud my voice is cuz i don't have you know both ears i'm not i'm, I'm not in stereo i'm in mono today <laughs> all right so uh, but nevertheless we will persist and we will muddle through i do want to tell you though it was scalding hot there brother whoa And apparently I brought the heat back home with me because it's going to get scalding out here. So I I brought the sweat block and I put it to the test. It was 95 on Friday at at Universal Studios and it was packed. So the the, the theme park sold out. Like they had to stop taking people at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So it's wall to wall people. It's 95 degrees, man, and the sweat block just like it did the last time I went to Universal. This time in Orla- that time in Orlando, held up in uh, Universal LA as well. So if if you have over sweating issues, uh, they make a, fan- they, a a series of fantastic products. For example, if you're one of those people in stressful situations, it's public speaking, first dates, job interviews and you can't help but pit, get the wipes from Sweat Block. They can help you with that. I used the Sweat Block deodorant lotion for your more uh, sensitive regions, and completely avoided uh, swampiness there regardless of the temperature so just a fantastic product they've got a deodorant stick as well an assortment of products to help you and you get 20% off today with the promo code dace promo code dace at sweatblock.com promo code dace at sweatblock.com real quick did you guys have good weekends yeah yeah went
2: camping actually
1: oh
3: nice it was just me and the little guy for three days straight oh that had to be
1: cool it was fun. Yeah, that had to be cool. All right. So today on the show, Ken Cuccinelli from the Never Back Down DeSantis Super Pack. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, fake news or not, I'm going to put my own self on the chopping block where that's concerned. our daughter, My daughter Anastasia will join us, and we'll get to Pop Culture Tuesday and some of the conversation of uh, what it was like to go into Hollywood and adjacent communities and present A movie that is aimed directly at the worldview that that town represents and what I observed going around Hollywood and and Southern California over the weekend as well. All right, so we'll get to all of that. But first, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
3: What happened while we were away brought to you by showing a backbone for once. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he will not kowtow to the Biden DOJ's demands that he remove floating barriers the state constructed on the Rio Grande designed to keep illegals out. Abbott said in a statement, quote, Texas will fully utilize our sovereign authority to deal with the humanitarian crisis Biden created at our border. Moving on, Kamala Harris went to Florida late last week to spread unabashed lies about curriculum approved by the state's legislature and Governor Ron DeSantis. Extremists here in Florida, pass a law, don't say gay, trying to instill fear in our teachers that they should not live their full life and love who they love. And now, on top of all of that, They want to replace history with lies. (laughs) Middle school students in Florida to be told that enslaved people benefited from slavery. DeSantis responded to the vice president.
4: I thought it was absolutely ridiculous is totally outrageous. You guys can look on the website of the Florida Department of Education. You know, they got a lot of scholars together to do uh, a lot of standards and a lot of different things, but these are the most robust standards in African-American history probably anywhere in the country. Uh, Anyone who reads that will see that it's very thorough, very factual, and for them to try to demagogue it, look, that may have worked in the past nobody's buying their nonsense um, anymore and so you know she's going to come down uh, to the state of florida um, and try to chirp and try to try to demagogue Uh, all she's doing is ignoring the responsibilities that the administration has to secure our border they're failing at that they're not developing enough domestic energy they need to they're not doing what we need to do to counteract china uh, in the pacific and so on and on it goes they're dropping the ball so uh, it
3: doesn't surprise me that they're trying to trying to do that. A man drowned in a lake on the property of former President Barack Obama in Martha's Vineyard. 45-year-old Tafari Campbell was the name. He drowned while paddleboarding on a small lake. He was a Sioux chef at the White House during the Obama administration before joining the Obamas as their personal chef after they left the White House. Campbell's Instagram account also showed he'd learned how to swim and swim well. Early reports of the drowning seemed to indicate there was another individual on or near the eight-foot-deep lake at the time of his drowning. And now this, an exclusive story at The Blaze. Sources inside Fox confirmed that the company matches up to $1,000 in donations for a number of far-left charities and organizations, including the Satanic Temple, Planned Parenthood, the Trevor Project, and the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yes, Fox News was matching donations to the Satanic Temple. As of last Friday, a screenshot of the Fox Giving app showed the company will not match donations to places like Billy Graham's charity as the organization, quote, doesn't meet program guidelines while another screenshot showed the Satanic Temple as an eligible charity. However, after the story from the blaze dropped and as of today, Billy Graham's charity has been sent an invitation to join the program and the Satanic Temple has been removed from the list of eligible charities. Tale as old as time update, the revolving door between the public health establishment and Big Pharma adds another name. Debbie Burks, the former White House Coronavirus Task Force Coordinator under former President Donald Trump has been named the CEO of a pharmaceutical company. And a July 11th press release, Armada Pharmaceuticals announced that Burks, 67 years old, would be the new chief executive officer of the biotechnology company. This is the lead actress named Rachel Zegler for Disney's upcoming live-action remake of the 1937 classic Snow White. Here's what she's told Variety magazine about how this movie is different.
5: I just mean that it's no longer 1937. And we absolutely wrote a Snow White. That is not going to be saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince. And she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be. And the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. And so it's just a really incredible story for, I think, young people everywhere to see themselves in.
3: LeBron James' son, Bronny, who is a highly college basketball player, went into cardiac arrest and is now out of the ICU. Cleveland Browns wide receiver Marquise Goodwin will miss at least training camp because of blood clots. ESPN analyst and former Newcastle United goalkeeper Shaka Hislop collapsed on air over the weekend. Well-known singer Tori Kelly was rushed to the hospital after she collapsed at a dinner. She was found to have blood clots surrounding vital organs. All of these stories happened over just the last few days and totally normal stuff. And finally, Ted
1: Would you speak to the people who believe it is a worthwhile vaccine and it is saving lives? Are they just dead wrong? Are they been fed a line from the federal government?
0: Tim, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to the people that went ahead and got the jab. I speak their language. I would speak to them thusly. They understand that.
3: Well, so all these millions of people that got the shots, they're just stupid? Yep. And that's what happened while we were away.
1: Is that the greatest interview in the history of broadcast television? I'll allow it. It's at least its at least a consideration. It's at least a consideration. All right. Uh, Aaron's montage is brought to you by the fine folks over at Better Spectacles. At least both my eyes are working. Both my ears aren't right now. But both of my eyes are Why working. Why
3: would you say that? You know what? <laughs> Take it.
2: Karen. How many ways does this apply? How many <laughs> as ways? Many as many
3: as you wish, Todd.
2: <laughs> Did I just do the official satanic
1: come at me, bro? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, let's get back to better spectacles because now I'm shook. Anyway, they have done a great job uh, outfitting me over the last couple of years with uh, my little bit far, a little bit near uh, stigmatism uh, with my glasses. And a lot of times if you've got that issue, which requires bifocals or in my case, progressive lenses, um, you get stuck with the Harry Carey dorky frames, right? But not anymore. Now you can get the really cool stuff like Rodenstock eyewear, like Ronald Reagan used to wear, Uh, one of the leaders in the world. They now are readily available for even your most problematic prescription and your regular ones, too. In fact, you can get those Rodenstock frames for free if you sign up with betterspectacles.com. They'll also get you started at 61% off with their introductory price. The the, the, the spectacles are 61% off. The frames, the really cool-looking frames, like the glasses I'm wearing today, they're totally free to get you started right now online with some of the best opticians in the country and they hey, love the country and love you and your values at betterspectacles.com/steve again that is betterspectacles.com/steve in the overtime today i want us to discuss that disney clip from about snow white all right and and a simple question what is the price point that would, that would finally cause a group of shareholders at Disney to file a class action lawsuit for malfeasance because it's obvious Disney isn't going to stop doing this on, the, on its own. It's not going to stop imploding on its own no matter how much money it loses. So someone's going to have to stop them internally. We'll get into that today in the overtime. All right, but, but first and foremost, I, I want to discuss something I'm very concerned about. There's two things I'm concerned about where Ron DeSantis is concerned. One of them is just largely a Twitter phenomenon. And it's, in a grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. But I addressed it on Twitter today. You can go to at Steve Day Show on Twitter and see it. A lot of you aren't on Twitter, but the entire conservative think set is. And there's just way too much bedwetting there. Way too much from DeSantis posters. You're killing your candidate. You're killing him. And so I, I address that separately. There's something else that I am far more concerned about here over the last few days. So I was talking to my buddy, Bob Vander Plaats this morning. He's getting ready to go out of town He's going to celebrate his 40th wedding anniversary to Darla. So congratulations to them. Great couple, great family. And he just kind of, I, I, I've been gone in SoCal for the last few days. He's getting ready to go out of town today. So he wanted to make sure we just got a chance to download and connect on where things stood and what we, you know, what was going on in Iowa before he took off. And I mentioned to him um, the in-kind contribution that Kamala Harris made to the DeSantis campaign by going to Florida and attacking the governor on his own policies in his own backyard. On the other end of the phone, Bob says to me, what are you talking about? He didn't even know. He's pretty well informed, dude. Yeah. He had no idea. No idea this happened. None. Now I've been a little out of the loop the last few days with the time change out in LA, and those were really long days, and so you know I haven't been you haven't seen me post as much. But I, I had not seen that clip of the governor's response until Aaron's montage. Which makes me more concerned. Here is why I am concerned. I don't care about polls. I've debunked these things a million times. The history of them, they're terrible. They have a terrible track record. I have documented that a million times. I also am not one to sit here and say the campaign's made a bunch of mistakes. Because I think even if they had run a perfectly well-oiled machine, they would have run right in to the maelstrom of Trump versus the Department of Justice and been largely shut out of media coverage anyway. There was there was no, there was there was very there were very few things they could have done to interrupt that force of nature. I mean I, I would at this point in the race I would put their current predicament at about 80% things that are of not their control and 20% of things that are. And you might convince me to go from go up to 70-30. But you won't convince me that whatever you think their current position is in the race, it's clearly, I think we can all agree, it is not probably what they had hoped when they launched around Memorial Day. We can all agree on that to some degree. Fair? Okay. Okay. But much of it are things that happen beyond their control. But when an event occurs that you can control, you have to control it. You have to maximize it. You cannot miss opportunities. We are going to go into an environment here soon where Trump is going to be charged for January 6th and Republicans will respond by filing impeachment against Biden. It'll be even harder in that environment to break through those issues. I'm just going to tell you right now. My industry will will be orgasmic over a Biden impeachment. It will be like nothing else will happen. Jesus would have to return. To get them to, con- to concentrate and talk about any other issue every day all day that's the ultimate gift the, that the clicks just keep on clicking they they you're gonna you're gonna run into that and again you can't control that right you mm-hmm. it, you have nothing to do with right. that but when that happens man i mean it's gonna be like that clip of dwight in the office christmas that's what every conservative media site including my own is going to think when that gets filed mark my words that's that's the business we're in. And I'm not even arguing that it shouldn't be. I'm just I'm not I'm not arguing against that by the way. I'm just saying that's the way the cookie's going to crumble here. So you you should be anticipating that in Tallahassee right now. I'm assuming you are. But I am I, I, you, you you when you have opportunities like this, you have to take them. You're not going to get a lot. The system doesn't want you. You're the true believer candidate. And unlike other alleged true believers in the past, whether they were named Ted Cruz or Rick Santorum, you actually have a record of crushing the spirit of the age. It's not even theoretical you've done it. So the system is going to do everything possible to, to stop you from winning, which I assume you guys all know over there in Tallahassee, too. But let me tell you, you won't beat it by whining about it. I see too many uh, Twitter influencers for DeSantis whining. Stop it. No one likes a whiner. If I was Team Trump, I'd bathe in your tears. When opportunities present themselves like the clip that just you, you guys had no idea. I was going to say this this morning, and that's on purpose because I want your reactions raw and live. If that clip of DeSantis responding to Kamala Harris, if you had no idea what he had done previously in Florida, be honest, brutally honest. If you had no idea what he had previously done in Florida, would you think that's a killer right there? Not on that. No. response. No, you would not. You would not that's not gonna cut it why would you pivot to other issues like China it's 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 your issue it's it's on they put their head on their platter they put their weakest soldier in your backyard Kamala Harris pound her like Willie Brown metaphorically speaking of course what are we doing here what are we doing with that that's not gonna cut it you're not gonna get that many opportunities they go into your backyard They pee in your backyard. They pick a fight with you. Basically, the Democrats are saying, screw the polls. This guy is the real threat, so let's go after him. That is an in-kind contribution of incalculable measure. Milk it. You You can't milk that enough. Now, I haven't said that about Ron as a candidate very often. Because the strongest thing that campaign has is the candidate. Most of the time, when he's out on his own, he crushes it. Saw that in the town hall in South Carolina. Some of the other external messaging around the campaign, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. And... Your candidate is a trained, proven killer. To quote the great prophet Sonny Corleone, this is not the time for a peacetime conciliary. So he should be surrounded by natural-born killers, because that's what he is, a natural-born killer. Now, he wasn't in that clip, but that's the exception. Most of the time, he doesn't demonstrate the level of meh that you saw in that clip, given the threat but you're not going to get many more opportunities like this. And, and take it from a guy who was on a campaign that didn't seize all of its opportunities. And that's why, that's why I'm doing this right now and not working for a White House. Because we didn't seize our opportunities. Trump didn't seize his opportunities his last year in office. Could have crushed... Race riots? Didn't do it. Could have crushed Fauci? Didn't do it. Instead, on the last day, of his, last day he was in, in, in office, he handed Fauci a medal on behalf of his great work for the, 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 the genetic serum that's poisoning all these celebrities in Aaron's montage. And because of that, he now has to fight, forget even just winning the presidency, Trump has to fight to be a free man the rest of his natural life right now. It is costly in politics to miss opportunities. Ron DeSantis is a candidate with admirers. He doesn't have a base. You have to have a base. He has admirers. He has a lot of people that have looked at what he's done in Florida and admire it. What he needs is a base. And you get a base by when Kamala Harris shows up with her IQ of 12 in your backyard. You throw her in a hole and you throw away the hole. And then people say, that's my guy right there. That's my guy. Right now, Ron DeSantis is the I like what he did in Florida candidate. So back to my analogy before I went to SoCal, she's stirring the drink. She's interested, man. But sooner or later... They're gonna. They're, the, the bartender's gonna say, "Last call." You're not only gonna get so many opportunities. That was a golden opportunity to say, "You know what?" While Trump is over here fighting his own battle with the Department of Justice, we're over here fighting them for you. He's fighting them for himself. We're fighting them for you. This perfectly goes and encapsulates the Casey Desantis ad. We're doing, we did this stuff in Florida because you came after our kids, so we're coming after you. This is a living, breathing example of that. You can't ask for more, better opportunities than this. You're not going to get a lot of them. The system doesn't want you. You're the biggest threat. So when it makes a mistake... I mean, should I should have gotten up this morning... And the guy whose endorsement in iowa matters more than anything else should have called me and said man did you hear what kamala harris did and see ron desantis's response to it instead he tells me i didn't even know what was going on i should have and in my feed should have been every major left wing corporate media outlet saying desantis pounces desantis campaign pounces republicans pounce right did you see any of that no you're not going to get too many of those opportunities When they happen, you must take advantage of them. People want to see who is this, who's this Paul Bunyan-like character, this legend of Florida? Who is it? We've seen Saul slay his one-thousands. Who's this David that slayed his tens of thousands? Who is it? I don't want to see any more clips of the Department of Education on Fox News responding to Kamala. The Department of Education's not running for president. Ron DeSantis is. You're not a governor anymore. You hold the title. But if you want to be president, you and in the campaign, you have to act like one now. And you're only going to get so many shots. And I'm probably overreacting. You know why? Because I've been in your position. I know what it is like. When the entire system wants a particular outcome and it's not you. And there are many things you will not be able to control because of that. So when something steps into your wheelhouse that you can control. Like don't have your candidate in a broom closet in Greenville, South Carolina, apologizing to Ben Carson a month after you didn't do what you're being accused of. Those are things you can control that kill you and it killed us. These are the moments when you don't win that you look back on and say, man, why weren't we balls to the wall on that? And then like in a year from now, when you're back to being governor and you do it right, people are going to email shows like mine and say, man, why didn't we see that when the guy was running for president? Know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When you have these opportunities, you must pounce. Err on the side of overreacting. Err on the side of milking it too much. Err on the side of being too mean. And don't have the guy who's the most important voice in the first in the nation state you must win tell me before he heads off for vacation this morning he didn't even know that this had even occurred. That cannot happen. I've said my piece. You guys may say what you would like now.
2: Well, there are times when this may be trickier than others to do what you're talking about, but the real frustration is that the environment was such that you were absolutely given permission based on what's going on with Jason Aldean. I mean, try that in a small town. Ron DeSantis could have just done try that in Florida. Exactly. Yeah.
3: It, this weekend was not exactly, I mean, we were gone for four days. There, the lead story was the Texas governor growing a backbone. That was on purpose because we just don't see that that often. I mean, this was ripe for being filled with with your message this weekend, and I did see it a lot, but not to the degree I think that's necessary.
1: We'll come back. I wanted to get this in because I knew Ken Cuccinelli was going to be on. I want to find out what he thinks. Maybe he thinks I'm totally wrong. Well, he's with Trump. He's with Desantis's super PAC. Let's find out next. Every day we hear about another venerable brand that has decided to betray you and me and that has a lot of us yearning for more of the emergence of the parallel economy. It is on its way. It's just taking longer than we had hoped. Thankfully, one place where it is fully available is with a very important device that we all pretty much have to use these days for the times in which we live. That's our mobile phones. Make the switch today to Patriot Mobile. They're they're really America's only American mobile phone company left. You can switch to any of the major three networks at any time for free, if you remember You are out of town. You're going someplace. You're moving someplace. And uh, that network's just not where you need it to be. Make the switch with Patriot Mobile to make it convenient for you right away and for free because that's how they have that's one of the ways they have an outstanding customer service team if you're a veteran or first responder and you want to make the switch today let them know when you call them in uh, call them up and they will make sure to give you an extra few ways to say thank you for your service for the rest of us you can get a free activation with the offer code steve today Ask about their coverage guarantees that I just mentioned while you're there and get a free activation with the offer code Steve at PatriotMobile.com Steve. Again, that's PatriotMobile.com Steve, or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. Again, that is 878-PATRIOT. Let's welcome in Ken Cuccinelli. He worked for DHS in the Trump administration. He is now one of those uh, on the super PAC side for Ron DeSantis. Never back down is the name of the super PAC. It's good to have you back on the show, Ken. How are you?
0: Good. Yeah. Better than America. How are you?
1: Well, that is very true, brother. That is very true. All right. Before we get into what we originally were going to discuss with you, uh, you today, which is wh- how you went from being on the front lines of fighting for President Trump on really the issue that vaulted him to the nomination, immigration, right. to now being on the front lines of fighting to have his chief competitor win this primary and this nomination, instead Ron DeSantis. I, I want to give you a chance. I've, I doubt you had a chance to hear what I was just talking about. But the issue over the weekend of Kamala Harris showing up in Florida. Oh,
0: trying, my gosh, and, yeah.
1: and, and, and I have to tell you, Ken, just and maybe I've got PTSD from my Ted Cruz days. <laughs> but, th- but this is the first time I-, I think a lot of what has happened with this campaign was unavoidable, given the zeitgeist that's been formed by Trump versus the Department of Justice. But when you have opportunities in your lap that show up like that, I think you have to fully exploit them. And I, I think this is the first time, frankly, I think the candidate with a meh response and the campaign missed that opportunity. I think I should have woken up this morning to every liberal media outlet saying DeSantis pounces, DeSantis overreacts, DeSantis exaggerates. My buddy Bob Vanderplotz, whose endorsement matters more than anybody else's right now in America, probably him and I were talking this morning. He didn't even know Kamala had gone to Florida to do that. So maybe I'm overreacting. I just think you only get so many chance when you're the candidate the system doesn't want to blow up their narrative, and this was a missed opportunity. So I wanna give you a chance to respond. Feel free to agree or disagree.
0: Well, I think one of the themes out of the campaign this weekend was how the media's certainly zeroing in on DeSantis as the greatest threat, and um, and is responding accordingly. I, I would also tell you that as a trial lawyer, I believe the greatest witness in any trial is the other sides when they're digging their own hole. And Kamala was doing that. I mean, she was beclowning herself almost instantly. Obviously, not a very busy vice president schedule you can throw in a trip to Florida just to make false accusations. Um, her attention to it and the people who responded to it expertly, because they were the experts in Florida who put the curriculum together, really did a fantastic job, in my view. Um, that you know, y- You wanted to see the governor out there in the campaign. I understand that. I think that, um, I I frankly think that the administration buried itself on this thing and they embarrassed themselves pretty thoroughly. Uh, So, and at the same time, in parallel, a theme coming out of the DeSantis campaign this weekend was, for instance, the compilation of all of the people in mainstream media who keep attacking Governor DeSantis. And um, and frankly, a lot of them are attacking him, and they acknowledge it because if he gets there, he can actually accomplish this stuff, which leads into our original topic of conversation, because it's part of why I'm with DeSantis as opposed to, to Trump. So, um, you know, I I do think it is the uh, we're in that season of these campaigns. I mean, you mentioned Cruz in '16. But that really didn't heat up until the end of 2015. Yes, there were debates in September. Gosh, the September one really is where Rick Perry crashed and burned, um, and there were some, you know, quick flights of fancy for some candidates who flamed out there in the fall. But it really got heat got meaningful at the end of of the odd numbered years. So then 15. This has begun with a tenacity level much higher, much earlier uh, than the 2016 campaign. But as you know, I've been in Iowa repeatedly. Voters uh, aren't deciding yet. And um, in, in you live in Iowa, you can comment on that. Um, you know, they're determinedly undecided, right? And same thing in New Hampshire despite what polls are saying, and I believe that the, the changes being made by the campaign are good to see this early. They're very good to see this early, because once we get past the first gate, and the first gate is really the first debate, regardless of who shows up, because it's gonna, be, it's gonna screen a bunch of candidates out. If you can't make the stage, you're not real is going to be the perception and there's a reason for that um i do think as you've said on some occasions this is basically a two-person race despite whatever bumps and rises other people may see there's only one proven successful chief executive running in this race and that is ron desantis Um, he's been the most successful chief executive in in our lifetimes and i'm counting presidents and governors in there um, and if you're a conservative, as both you and I are, he has literally gone both broad across the issue set and deep, and he follows through with preparation to begin with, to tee it up well, and follow through to make sure these things get actually implemented. So it, it, that that forms the field and um, the battlefield, and it's gradually evolving. Um, and I'm not unhappy with where things are. I think we're gonna pass the millionth door knocked on behalf of Governor DeSantis this week. Um, No other PAC or campaign is doing anything that one-on-one with voters as the DeSantis team is. And I was there a couple of weeks back, met one of our newest door knocking teams, our ninth class of door knockers. And I gotta tell you, Steve, these are all people who wanted to be here, who stopped their lives to go knock on doors to help make Ron DeSantis the president of the United States. Their enthusiasm was overflowing. I mean, I walked out of there so fired up. It was amazing. Wide variety of people involved from all over the country. And uh, it gave me a great deal of encouragement. And I'm looking forward to the debates because I know that in the case of Ron DeSantis, he's had four of the largest media markets in the country in his grill for five years. And not only hasn't he made a mistake, he's made fools of them. Where Trump would call them names, and I appreciate kind of the fight he brings to dealing with the media, DeSantis takes it another step. He doesn't just fight them. He tells them in mid-press conference why their question is wrong, the liberal fallacy it's based on, and then he punishes them by not answering their question and moving on to the next reporter. He punishes them for their bias. And he's got he holds the, in my view, the record for the greatest media troll in history where they were saying he was banning books. This is protecting children from these wildly inappropriate genderqueer type of sexualization uh, books in their libraries. And so he held a press conference on it with the very media that had been criticizing him. And with live video TV feeds running, he put the books up. (laughs) Well, guess what they did, Steve? They cut the video feed. So they made the case for him. Mm -hmm. This goes way beyond. This is chess to Trump's checkers with the media and with the liberal left that's out to get him. He's much better at that, and he and he makes our case for us. He is a great leader in that sense, as he is carrying what we believe forward and making it effective, as opposed to just fighting. I appreciate fighting. I'm half Irish, but um, but I but there is supposed to be a point to all of this.
1: You mentioned you guys have already are about to knock on a million doors. I would assume those are in the early states like Iowa. I would assume you... Uh, actually
0: beyond the first four. Okay. Well, yes, the first four, but we're beyond just the first four.
1: Okay. I would imagine you have collected data, right? You're not just like knocking on people's doors and asking yeah. them how they're doing, you know? So yes. what what have you found? If you're talking to that many people, what have you found?
0: So what we have found is that the race is not what you see being reported, and mind you, we're door knocking to see where people are and to introduce our candidate to them. So these are first encounters with people we think are likely to vote in any sort of nomination process, caucus in Iowa, primary in New Hampshire and so on. And, um, and we're learning a lot from these folks. First of all, as I'd mentioned, we're learning that what you see in the polls isn't right anywhere, um, that most of America is still uh, imbibing all of the information coming at them about this race. They're not deciding yet, and pollsters ask, "Well, if the race were held today, wh- how would you vote?" Well, the race isn't being held today; it's held in six months from now, and um, and so we believe that that kind of opportunity to tell the positive story of DeSantis, and we tested this as you note. We keep data when we tell his positive story. When people learn he paid his way through college, He, he worked his way through Yale. Probably not a lot of classmates were doing that. He was the only one from his Harvard Law class to go to the military. Others went to Wall Street and went and made big money. He went and served America. He's the only veteran running for president, the only veteran, and he'd be the first person to have served in a war zone in 30 years to be president um and just the the, the fact that he's a father of three beautiful small children that his wife went through and survived breast cancer and he was there with her every step of the way when people learn these personal aspects their intensity about desantis grows dramatically it which tells us there's a lot of upside to him as a candidate trump is very well known and i don't mean name id Desantis is well known by name ID. I mean, people in the on the Republican side of the aisle feel like they know who Trump is, and so they have they already have that connection. But as that same connection builds with Desantis, um, he climbs up in the voting totals, and so uh, you know we have thousands of people. I won't use the exact number, but the we have thousands of people who have committed to caucus in your state for DeSantis, and it's only July. We've only been doing this a couple of months. At the rate we're going, and if you look at things like a recent New Hampshire poll, we've closed a third of the gap with Trump in three months. There's six months till that vote. That means a dead heat for the New Hampshire primary. And if that's a dead heat, then DeSantis is probably winning Iowa. And we'll see where things go from there. But we're building a foundation that he can carry forward well past the first four states.
1: Ken, if people want to follow what you guys are doing there on the Super PAC side, how can they do that?
0: Well, we're at NeverBackDown.org, and um, as you might imagine, since the campaign started, the the real campaign, the DeSantis campaign, we push people there for donations. We want people to be donating there before they donate to the PAC. Um, But we are doing ground organization, and we are connecting up with folks, and we have teams um, in many of the early states. And by early, I'm talking Super Tuesday and forward, not just the first four who are already starting to build volunteer organizations as well. So we'd love to connect people up with all of that and make them part of this movement to retake America from the Biden administration and get us back on an upward trend instead of a downward trend.
1: Good to see you, brother. Thank you for joining us today. All right. Take care.
0: Hey, we'll have to cover the first topic some other time.
1: Yes. Sorry. We ran out of time there. My bad. All right, we'll do that, though. It. All right, take care. Hey, why are so many people buying emergency food right now? Um, it's because as tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain could break. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire. All of a sudden, grocery stores get empty within hours. You know, we have no experience with this. Recent years, can you guys think of anything that might think, make you think that this is not even a fantastical proposition? Nothing immediately comes to mind.
2: Yeah, like marginal. you marginal. Yeah. Like,
1: you could always count on being, going and being able to buy things like baby formula, toilet paper, right? Those are, every generation of Americans has been able to take that for granted, right? That's why you're going to breathe easier. If you know you can feed your family in crisis, go to preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com for your one week emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply. That's the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious foods. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks, the full complement of the 2,000 plus calories that you need per day. All right, so go to preparewithdace.com. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week on the one-week emergency food supply. $30 savings at preparewithdace.com. All right, guys, just your reaction to the first hour in general.
3: The observation you made on Twitter this morning about this kind of air of resignation in July that you're seeing from some online Uh, DeSantis supporters I have observed that as well I think it comes from a place of exasperation rather than resignation but the effect is the same and there's been you know an attempt at some sort of tough tough love here in the in the first hour I would just say as well it it never hurts to reset as Ken did um, in passing there's still a long ways to go it's July now, yes, we are, what, less than, a, less than a month away before the first debate. That's when things will really start to heat up, I would guess, anyway. And, uh, you know, campaign season in Iowa, the, the, the campaigns will be living here. I just think it—just take a deep breath. I know it's exasperating. As Ken said as well, the tenacity of this is way beyond what it was back in 2015. But uh, just know that there is a lot of time before, uh, between now and the, the first caucus.
2: There, there's absolutely time. I do disagree with one premise put out there by uh, Mr. Cuccinelli, that she's, Kamala is such a joke, she goes down there and she just basically makes fun of herself and everybody can see that as self-evident. That's not how this works. When the lie is the point and CBS is immediately picking up the story about racist propaganda, uh, you have got to combat that. I wish it weren't so, but you have to. So what's the
1: environment that we're in? Because that would determine whether my, my, as Aaron put it, tough love this hour is accurate or not. We'll get into that next hour on fake news or not. all right back here with our two live and on demand on blaze tv radio and podcast i'm steve dace alongside todd erzin and aaron mcintyre you are you let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox by emailing us steve at stevedace.com that's d-e-a-c-e like us on facebook me and gab Fix fixed my mic sorry about that Aaron. You can also follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, get her Instagram, TikTok, and find me over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. There on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace. This part of the show is brought to you by our friends over. At Relief Factor, everyone deals with chronic pain from time to time, especially as we get older. And a lot of times it can be because there's too much inflammation in your body. And that's what is causing that soreness, that achiness, that stiffness. That's why you're looking for an all-natural inflammatory, drug-free, but it was created by physicians who can prescribe drugs. Why? Well, listen, sometimes these drugs are great. Sometimes though they can also cause strain on some of your other organs, all right? And so that's why you don't want to have to be on antibiotics constantly, for example. And so if there's a natural way to treat a rem- to remedy a situation, take full advantage of it. And that's what we are confident relief factor is. Um, how confident? We'll give you the first three week jump start for just 20 bucks to see if you don't see a difference in your pain level in three weeks or less. And they do this because about 70 percent of the people who try it stick around because of the results they see in just those first three weeks. So give it a shot today. Just 20 bucks to see if you don't see a difference in your pain in three weeks or less at ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or you can call them at 800-4-RELIEF. You can also leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Hit subscribe, or if you're on iTunes, follow. And thank you to all of you who have done those things for us already. Also, thank you to my oldest daughter, Anastasia, who is here with us again on a Tuesday. Good to see you, sweetie. What are we talking about this week?
5: so we did a lot of great stuff for like life month and we had a lot of great testimonies and i think it was really powerful and everything but i think it's kind of time to bring it back to my roots so
1: now um, we mu- now we must be punished
5: <laughs> of why it you know that was, so that intro to me was really nice and i kind of feel bad but i don't at the same time so today we have tiktok trivia okay See you guys. Know. And I, I specifically have one TikTok dad that I know is going to gross you out and I can't wait for that. <laughs> I literally sent it to Aaron cuz I was like, "Can we even show this? I don't even know." So, that's I'm excited for that one. To be
3: clear, I don't even know if we can share th- show this. <laughs> But it, we're going to anyway. A,
1: a general rule on this show is we don't ask for permission but beg for forgiveness. As just a, that's a, you know, it's in part of our practices. It's in the uh, Steve Day Show handbook. Now, you understand you're one of the only people on earth that I would allow to get away with with this. I know. A hey, lot I'm going to see if I can really make, gross you out.
5: Yes. A lot of people at the Family Leadership Summit was like, we missed the TikToks. Bring them back. So I was like, okay, I guess the I'll family, have
1: to. I thought this was the family leader, for goodness sakes.
5: <laughs> yeah, they were like, well, one guy did specifically. He placed his hand on my shoulder. And he was like, "Don't show those TikToks ever again." <laughs> like... My man. Yes. But it was too... the 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 positive feedback was too overwhelming, so I had to bring it back. And I I have a, the trivia a little bit different because usually I feel like I give you guys kind of an out, like I'm like, "Here's a trivia you won't know," and then here's like Civil War trivia, and you guys are like, "Oh, I got." that. Let's do the one I know. <laughs> so the the questions I have for you today are all pop culture trivia. Okay, oh,
3: I'm screwed. <laughs>
5: So, and I mean, no
3: wordworking
1: trivia for Aaron? No <laughs> wordworking trivia?
5: Yeah, nothing that I th- like. And there's some ones in here mixed that I'm like, okay, maybe you guys will get this one. So the same rules apply. I have three TikToks. So for every question, so I have 10 questions. So for every question you miss, we'll show a TikTok until the TikToks run out, and then you guys either lose or win. All right. Who wants to answer a question oh, first? Oh,
2: I think we've already lost. <laughs> Steve, I you look first. like you want to go first. I,
1: I don't, but I think it's my responsibility to probably. So I okay. Will. Right.
5: How many Twilight books and movies are there?
1: <sighs> is it the same number? The books and the movies are the same number? It is a different number. It is. I, I, I want to say there's four movies. And... I'm going to guess There's more books So I'll guess Six books and four movies
5: That is incorrect No Go ahead and show us The first TikTok, Aaron
2: What is this? Hmm
1: and why isn't this man in prison?
5: <laughs> there is more, but I thought I'd save you guys from that part.
1: What's the answer? Was I even close?
5: It was four books and five movies. Have What's you ever that? seen a Twilight movie?
1: Your mom dragged me to a couple of them, so I have seen a couple of
2: them, yeah.
5: They're pretty iconic.
2: They're terrible. They're They're,
5: they're iconic for me.
2: Yes. Aaron, I need clarification. Can I shoot Steve for what <laughs> I just saw? Yes. <laughs>
3: the answer is always going to be yes, Todd. <laughs> <laughs>
5: All right, we'll go with Todd next. Are you ready, Todd?
3: No, no.
5: What movie won the first ever Oscar for best animated film?
2: Oh my goodness. Is it uh, Fantasia?
5: That is also incorrect. Okay, we'll go on with the second TikTok.
2: I don't think that's a terrible guess, though.
1: What would be your reaction if you walked in on a guy trying on a
5: dress.
2: Oh, oh my God. Oh my God, you're so cute. Oh, I want to punch your cheeks. Can I help you? I really want to help you. Oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> oh. Oh you I'm a little bit jealous. I wish I could, you know, pull off a dress like
3: that. Isn't it Pinocchio?
1: <laughs> Pinocchio? We that are was not, my we, guess. We are, we are not going to answer that question, by the way. No, we, we will not answer what our reactions will be, would be. We will not answer that. <laughs> Ask us off this the air. This is going to
5: be the purge question all over yeah. again. Ask us off the air that question.
1: Some make. questions can only be answered off the air. <laughs> um, I don't believe they gave out an Oscar for animated films to like the 90s, right? It oh. was Shrek. Shrek. That is yeah. the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, the, so, I was, so, yeah, that's 1999. Oh, yeah.
5: yeah. Okay. Aaron. Please, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, who are the songs... Bad Blood, Back to December, and All Too Well Written By. Written by? Written by.
3: Is it different than who they were sung by?
5: Written and sung by.
3: Oh, Taylor Swift.
5: Okay. That was good. You got it right? That was correct.
3: My man. My man. (laughs)
1: That was correct. Yes. All right.
5: Dad, what singer holds the record for the most Grammy nominations? Singer? Mm -hmm.
1: It's not Elvis I know that
5: Um, And before you get mad when I tell you the answer I did fact check every single one of these Because I do know how every single one of your brains work So I knew we were (laughs) going to get in an argument
3: (laughs) Can we have a hint is it male or female
5: It is a girl Yeah.
1: Barbara Streisand
4: That's
2: what I was going to guess
5: that is very incorrect Aaron go ahead and play this last one this is my favorite one nobody really loves me
2: everybody hates me guess I'll go eat worms this for you Becky <laughs> who's Ooh, Becky who?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is my
2: favorite one actually I kind of <laughs> like this one he's harmless <laughs> You ain't pooping poop in my mouth or nothing <laughs>
5: I remember when we used to watch those Fear Factor episodes, you know, and you yeah. hated when people had to eat that stuff.
1: I know, but can, yeah, but that's just gross. Everything else is um, a different kind of gross. I'll leave it at that.
5: It did. Act, it, the it, worm it, did it, is, end up pooping in her mouth, by the way, if any of you were curious to know you. that at home.
1: Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Not at all. Not at all.
1: Is it Mariah Carey? No. Okay. Is it Whitney Houston? No. Okay. Who is it? It's
5: the Queen Bee, Beyonce. Oh,
1: Beyonce. Oh, mm. I was never going to guess that.
5: I know. Yeah. That's kind of why I made all these questions up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I kind of just wanted to come on and watch the TikToks because it's been a while. I need my fix.
1: All right. Is that the last one?
5: That is the last TikTok. Yes. All right. So Thank you, guys you sweetie.
1: So you Good to see you. See ya. Be nicer next week, please. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Let's get to fake news or not. Brought to you by our friends over at Birch Gold. You know, we are days away from the Durban Accords. That's the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar's global dominance in maybe 80 years. On August 27th, or 22nd, I should say, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're expected to announce the launch of a new international super currency fully backed by gold and other commodities, part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as as the cornerstones of the global financial system. Now is the time you need to get prepared and protect your retirement with gold. Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been the place to use and to go uh, as a haven. Uh, against government debasement schemes, managed decay, you know, the current status of the United States, right? Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account. Backed by physical gold is right for you. Text the word STEVE to 989 898 898 Again, that's 989-898. Text STEVE to the number 989-898. Claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. So today for fake news or not, I'm going to put myself up on the chopping block. Because everything we discussed in the first hour is wrong if I'm not right about this. The environment in any, in any campaign is, is key. You cannot change an environment. You cannot change it. If you attempt to, you're doomed.
2: We did the show a lot in 2015. Yes, yes. And essentially, if you know, it's
1: been described by people like me as Tucker hit those candidates from the right. But the reason that Asa Hutchinson and Mike Pence fell apart when he did is because they refused to acknowledge the environment. Like Pence saying, that's not my concern. Asa Hutchinson saying. Well, can we talk about, you know, I was hoping we were going to talk about issues as opposed to you know, kids getting castrated, not an issue, apparently. They, they refuse to recognize the environment. One of the ways that we say it now is with the expression, do you know what time it is, right? And so, do you know what time it is? Will you recognize the environment? You can, you can turn an environment to your advantage, but you can't ignore it, Like. I think when we discussed this years ago, I used this analogy. I'll use it again. You can ignore winter to your own peril. Or you could get a really cool snowmobile, buy a really sweet jacket that you look good in, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And recognize the winter is here. It is happening. You will not stop it from happening. So I'm going to get what what I need to do, equip myself thusly to take advantage of that environment. You cannot change an environment. Environments happen organically. Trump when he was originally a candidate in 2016 he struggled to recognize the environment for about six months for about six months all he wanted to talk about was Jeb Bush couldn't win uh, and China and trade policy and he went nowhere it was about at this point in time the summer of 2015 after six months of going nowhere He was polling at 1%, 2% in the RCP average in mid-June. By the time we got to Labor Day, in a 23-candidate field, he was the RCP national polling leader. How did that happen? He finally connected with the environment and the immigration issue. Why was that the connective tissue? Because that was an issue that was verboten by the existing, poli- the existing political class. <clears throat> you were not allowed to address it and be in good standing. It was agreed that Republicans via the Chamber of Commerce would get their cheap labor and Democrats v- via grievance politics would get more non-white skinned people to manipulate into voting for them for a generation. Both sides had agreed. Democrats would get another voter base. Republicans would get a cheap labor base. And you were not to challenge this. Trump did. And by challenging it, that was that's when the love connection was made. That's when a base was finally formed. And for the longest time, he was really the only candidate truly challenging it. I will tell you on the inside, it took us it took us a few months to get Ted Cruz to adequately address the issue. Even with Steve King, like the OG immigration hawk on our campaign. Why? Because both of Ted's parents escaped Cuba, one under Batista, one under Castro. And he kind of felt it would be hypocritical for him to be going off on, you know, people escaping, you know, and fleeing tyranny now, given that's what his parents did. okay? so. Trump had that lane all to himself. He starts dropping terms like anchor, baby. He didn't even know what it meant. Okay. Just starts dropping these terms on debates because, and he's nothing if not an excellent marketer. He senses this is what the crowd wants and he gave you what you wanted. And that solidified his brand that, that created the connective tissue between him and a base. And he turned that environment to his advantage. That was the environment he went up. He went headwind in that environment for six months talking electability and Jeb Bush and trade policy with China. And people thought it was funny and everything else, but he was going nowhere because he he was trying to impose his message on the environment as opposed to finding a message that acknowledges the environment that we are in. Here is the environment I believe we are in in this election cycle on the right. People want a strong man vis-a-vis a a, a Red Caesar sometimes you hear this language used people want a strong man to defend them against the spirit of the age so whomever is perceived as the strongest candidate not the smartest, not the purest not the most consistent, etc will win this primary this is the environment we are in a cold civil war let me stop fake news or not is that the environment that we are in?
2: That might be a little too optimistic, but I think if you're wanting to give the benefit of the doubt to the better angels of our nature taking over, I would agree. I just think every, there's a, a lot of Trump's base knows full well that he was not strong, and that's why he's not president anymore. Uh, so I think there is, unfortunately, a negative motivation amongst many people that overrides strength when they know he just wasn't strong in a very crucial time. But I do think when it applies to every single candidate, if you take the most optimistic approach, I think you're correct.
1: Aaron, what are your thoughts?
3: Generally, I, I agree with this. I am having a hard time determining what the environment actually is. I think I think if you put the lasso, Wonder Woman lasso of, of truth around the average gop primary voter i think they would probably agree with this or probably agree with the premise anyway i I just don't know this is similar to 2015 the summer of 2015 in a lot of ways but dissimilar in that trump now has a record so i really the environment is is something that i'm just having a hard time putting my thumb on because i'm not sure if they really want this or they really just want the show
2: yeah that's exactly right. See, I think
1: I think the show is a demonstration of strength. Right? He's not up there making fart noises talking about Trump. He's up there insulting people. The people that hate you and therefore you by extension now disdain them. He's he's insulting whom you insult. He is mocking whom mocks you. He is showing you that he is on this that you guys are on the same side.
2: But this time around he's spending more time insulting DeSantis than anybody else. I
1: I agree. I agree with that. But what has largely been DeSantis's response to that? See, I, I, I think what we anticipated in this race, maybe hoped for, is a better way of putting it, is there was there was this Notion that given what DeSantis did in Florida, we had these two titans, these two colossuses, right? And so let's put him in the ring and let's see what, who comes out. I mean, I've been very consistent all along. I, I don't have a problem if DeSantis gets in there and Trump runs him over. I, I just wanted to see if what he did in Florida was a uniquely Florida situation or could be replicated nationwide because we need the entire country to move in the way Florida has the last three years.
2: Right. But that's what all reasonable people should be thinking at this point. Right. And they're clearly not. I think we're dealing with the equivalent of gambling addicts. I talked with what you might remember at the Des Moines Register, Ken Fuson. He's now since passed away. A wonderful uh, writer. But he, talked, he had a gambling addiction. And he talked about it uh, openly after he became a Christian. And he said the, the uh, thought of uh, losing never scared me. Like the addiction to the, the buzz I got from winning that hit me, hit me, hit me. I think these, these, the show aspect that, and with a lot of Trump voters, that, Steve, you've tried to counsel them about the realities. that At least consider these realities. Make sure you know what you're fully getting into. I don't think the loss... That scares them nearly enough. All they can think about, and we understand that, the win, Trump getting back in. It's like a drug to them, and they cannot deny it. That level of show is something that they will be all in on until you pull it from their cold, dead hands. I
1: completely agree. I also think Ron DeSantis never had a chance to get any single one of the people you just described. No one did. No one has any shot. No 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 one is separating the people you just described from Donald Trump. No one. And that was never
2: going to be the case. It was always going to be the case but that... The, p- the argument is about what the environment is. Yes. I, I, it's, I'm just saying it's optimistic and not certain that it's strength that what people are looking for. It's something... A which negative, people? It's a negative motive. They're all in the environment.
1: Now, they see, all I, make up the environment. I'm glad you went there. See, I, I, think, I think that there is a unique form of support for some people that is messianic around Trump. Yeah. That has, that is its own hermetically sealed independent environment from the broader environment where reality can just be denied. For example. Okay. Um, they stole the last election. Correct. I don't demand Trump comes up, comes up with a single plan though for how they won't, steal this one yeah. from me yeah. and even oh, yeah. and then Trump keeps saying multiple times well you know we're not going to ballot harvest I've got all the votes I need it goes out there and insults the entire state of Nevada Man, okay and they don't and they won't care um, uh, you know it's, it's, it's um, in fact I just tweeted these people it's a great site I follow them okay um, and I've tweeted a lot of their content but the reality is it's a Trump shill site let's just call it like it is and be adults about it and not lie each, uh, to each other about it citizen free press Mm-hmm. You should follow them. Yeah. I would urge everyone in my audience to follow them. They, have, they, create, they, they aggregate a lot of great content for people like us and help you keep you informed. But it's a Trump shill site that aggregates a lot of great content. I don't care if it's a Trump shill site because it aggregates a lot of great content. That's what I care about. But they tweet out today after the Bronny James news, quote, nobody regrets not getting the vaccine. I tweeted back to them. Tell President Trump this, please. Like these are the the people you're describing are the people that are like the vaccine's terrible and dumb. And I never took it and I'm proud, but I I can't wait to go vote for the guy who's proud that he created the poison himself. You were never going to reach those people. They're operating in their own independent environment. Trump is a messianic figure to the people that are that that you are describing. And I don't believe it's really that many people. I just think you see them a lot on Twitter. I think at most it's 20 percent of the Republican electorate. I think I think let me make this more circumspect because I, I was I was very specific about DeSantis in the first hour. The problem for Ron DeSantis, in my view, is not that he is behind Donald Trump or even by, behind Donald Trump by a lot. The problem is where he is at. He has not yet developed a base. You must have a base as a candidate. You must you cannot develop a base if you don't understand the environment who is your base those are those are the people that the reason why you must have a base as a candidate is you have to establish your floor right now say what you want i I, i've debunked these polls a million times but it is never a positive thing under any circumstance to be polling at 30 percent four months ago and be polling at 16 now that's just never a positive Numbers might be wrong. Numbers might be wrong. Probably are. But that's never a trend line that is a positive thing. Ever. Under any circumstances. It never is. I mean, if it was the other way around, if, if he was polling better. I mean, all the same stuff I have said about the, the polls' historicity and lack thereof would still sure. be true, right? Yeah. But the campaign, the DeSantis campaign be touting him, though, too, right? Yes. Yes. All right. So this is what happens, by the way, when, when I am your ally or friend I don't abandon critical thinking for you. And so I become a very, I become a very difficult... I'm, I'm a hard enemy to have. An even harder friend. Because I don't abandon my critical thinking for you. I just don't. I mean, I was sitting here on the cruise campaign when we were on Salem. And when I disagreed with what we did, I would just come on the air that night and say I disagreed. Because my number one... Because I have a base too. My base is you. And over the years, I'm going to test you. And I have. And so you need to trust that if I'm doing that, it's out of a sincere place. The minute you sense it's not, I'm done. And you know what? I should be. I should be. There used to be a sign over here that used to say, truth be told, right? We used to open up the show with fear God, tell the truth, make money, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if that's the brand I'm going for, then those are the things I better be. If I go against my own brand, you typically die as as a product, right? Mm -hmm. When you go against your own brand new Coke. And and by the way, that's the way it should work, correct? Yes. All right. So outside of Trump, ride or die... Trump is Winston Churchill. Uh, uh, Trump is Jesus has his hands on Trump's shoulder in the Oval Office outside of that group, which is its own independent compound of an environment that you are never going to penetrate anyway. Everybody else is in this environment where people are looking for a strong leader. The fact that DeSantis keeps dropping is indicative of the fact he doesn't have a base. And I believe he doesn't have a base because he hasn't proven that he hasn't connected on the basis of what the environment is. The environment is not make America Florida. That may be a message that may play to the environment. The environment is go get those sons of bitches before they come get me. That's the environment. The environment is the ad that Casey ran three weeks ago. You came after our kids. We're coming after you. And yet that message has, have you seen that message articulated in the three weeks since that ad came out? It was like a, it was like a, an outlier, like a one-time event. Going back to the Kamala Harris thing in the last hour. This was the perfect moment to recycle that envi- to recycle that message. He needs, him and his campaign need to show they know what time it is. People don't vote for a resume, they vote for a candidate you need to develop a base so that you have a floor what you have are a lot of people that admire you a lot of people who like you by the way those are great things and should be conducive to building your own base so if you have not yet built a base it's entirely in in, in the fault of you you have not yet connected yet with the message that will that will and hey, it took Trump, we just talked about it, it took him six months for Trump to figure this out. Who's the hell, who the hell's a better marketer than Donald Trump? It took him six months to come up with a message that built his base. Six months. So it's hard running for president. I've got firsthand experience on this. It's not easy. And it should be hard. It's the hardest job in the world. But the problem the DeSantis campaign has is you have to build your base. They haven't built a base. They have a lot of support. They have a lot of admirers. That's not a base. You need to be their ride or die. That's my guy right there. Ride or die. That's my team. That's my quarterback. And it doesn't have to be idolatrous. It's become that sometimes with some of the Trump people. But most of the time, it's not that. You need to develop that. And this is that environment. The environment is when Kamala Harris polls what she did over the weekend, you come back at her so hard that she is afraid to show her face in your state ever again. Salt the earth, then scorch it after. That's the environment. Trump is branded as a general. You have to be branded as a better one. And right now, that, that, has, that has not been accomplished yet. Your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I think there's another, if it's not what I said about Trump, that, that 80%, if it's what it is, there's another environment. And it's just, and it's something that you've mentioned as well, what, uh, just old-fashioned GOP, fake or real, some combination thereof, of can you win? How about uh, that as a competitor to just being a strong sure, man? Sure, but
1: you undermine your own electability argument if you can't properly slap Kamala Harris around,
2: because those are your those are the people that you are going to face in the general election, right? I agree. You okay. agree. Aaron agrees. But does does that eighty percent really agree? Are we overestimating the percentage? Well, if, of if they
1: don't, then he has no chance, and I'm, probably and then maybe well, should have never gotten into the race. Yeah, should that's just what stay I'm home.
2: wondering. Yeah. And maybe we'll find that's that out. An environment, maybe yeah.
1: maybe we'll find that out. If that's if the other eighty percent don't want that, see, I think they do. Otherwise, somebody like T- Vivek Ramaswamy be polling at forty percent. All right, back here on uh, the Steve Day show. We will get to pop culture Tuesday here in a moment. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at ExpressVPN. You have heard me talking about now for the last couple of years how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy. But choosing the VPN you can trust is equally as important. So that's why you want to invest in our friends at ExpressVPN. Uh, They don't log your activity online like a lot of the other cheap or free VPNs do to make money by selling your data to advertisers. That kind of defeats the whole purpose of having a VPN. Um, Their speed, uh, they use Lightway, that's a new VPN protocol. Uh, They engineered themselves to make user speeds faster than ever. Uh, that also helps with amazingly blaze fast speed for streaming HD videos like this show, for example. Um, and then you also, uh, it's so easy to use. It's just a couple of clicks here or there on all of your devices. It, you can't make it any simpler. And it's why they have been exalted from Business Insider to The Verge and so many more. So protect yourself with a VPN that I use and trust. Uh, my, use expressvpn.com slash Steve. V as in victory if you use this product expressvpn.com steve get an extra three months for free with a one year package so you'll get 15 months for the price of 12 that's 15 months for the price of 12 at expressvpn.com steve that's expressvpn.com steve I want to say two final things on the DeSantis discussion today three final things on the DeSantis discussion today And then we're going to move on. Number one, I think the country desperately needs a new generation of leadership and to turn the page generationally. I think that we have a a dearth of people in Gen X that have shown they are prepared to lead. And I think Ron DeSantis has clearly demonstrated uniquely, maybe supremely singularly supremely with what he has done in florida that he is prepared to lead but and maybe it should be but it's not winning the presidency isn't an iq test it's a campaign you have to win people and i want to see him craft a message that shows he understands what time it is and what the environment is and that if he is the, if he is perceived as the strongest leader he will be the nominee if he is not someone else who people believe that to be will be instead so my motivations here are i i want to see I want to see on a national stage what we followed and saw in Florida. Number two, I don't know Ron DeSantis. I've had almost no personal interaction with him at all. So this isn't a personal thing to me on any level. It's kind of strange. I mean... I mean, Ted Cruz was offering to fly me all over the country to strategy sessions months before I made the decision to come on board. Donald Trump was already calling me on the phone like five seconds after Mitt Romney lost. It is kind of strange. I mean, I'm not driven by this. I don't care if I never had. If I never had any personal interaction with him at all, but I thought he was the best candidate with the strongest message, I'd endorse and support But I'm not, you know... Most people aren't like that because they're humans. Most human beings require personal connection. Like Megyn Kelly, who has completely rebranded herself... Right. Remember, she was the one that uh, Roger Ailes sent out there in the first debate back in 2015 to uh, to kill Trump. Remember that? Yeah. And Trump responded by she was bleeding from her whatever. Remember that? Okay. Yeah. Well, now she has completely rebranded herself as like a MAGA podcaster. She went out to TPUSA last month and everything else. And she's got and by doing so, she has a top five podcast in our industry right now. She has been creaming DeSantis for months. Finally, he agreed to go on her show. I saw a clip of her on TV over the weekend defending DeSantis against Kamala Harris. See, most people are human. They require a personal connection. I don't. Just the way I was raised, had to move a lot. You know, I was on my own a lot. I was in my bedroom alone a lot. I was out of the house a lot. I was the new kid in school a lot. So I don't require, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I just don't require a lot of that kind of personal interaction. Most people in our industry do because they're humans and they're not as damaged and broken as I was by my childhood. And it is kind of strange how many people I know, like, don't really know him, like, on a personal level. I find that interesting. Now, my guess is because he's just so missional minded, doesn't care about that stuff. Which, that's me. I don't care either. But you can also... Get, I'm not running for office. I don't have to get 20 million people to vote for, for the Republican nominee for president. He does. And that, that can be an issue if people think... Don't understand missional-mindedness and assume it's aloofness. But I, I have no personal stake in this. I'm not, I don't know the man. I don't know... Um, I, I don't, I've not spent any personal time with him. I just... I'm just damned intrigued by what I saw from afar. I mean, Trump was a very good president until March 16, 2020, and that's when the final exam arrived, and he flunked it miserably. This guy aced the final exam. That's the guy I want to see. I want to see the guy that aced the final exam. Number three, it is extremely early. Extremely early. But... We're heading into a situation soon where any day now we're going to have an environment where they're going to prosecute Trump for January 6th and we're going to try to impeach Biden. And that is going to make breaking through that hard. And those days and weeks are going to roll and go by fast. And you're going to get limited moments where you can break through that glacier of coverage of those two events and get your message out. And so when they arrive, like it did this weekend with Kamala Harris you dang well have to take full advantage of it and my hope is by sounding the shofar on this first instance whatever influence i may or may not have if any of those people are listening right now may light a fire under them not to miss the next one and the one after that right because i was pretty blunt but there are plenty of things to this day i wish i would have said on the cruise campaign that i didn't For team camaraderie and all that other stuff that means nothing now. After you're a loser, doesn't mean anything. You're a loser. That's all that matters. It's a pass/fail exercise. Win or lose, win or go home. Second place is the first loser. That's why sitting around and whining about this double standard for Trump and that double standard for Trump—it's politics, man. And you—you're worried about Trump double standards, and you're going to beat the Democrats? With every institution and on every media outlet doing nothing but double standards daily? Get out of here with that. Stop whining. In this business, man, there are no victims. There's only victors. So win or go home. Piss excellence or zip up and go home. That's it.
2: That's all there is. There's nothing else. I'd put that yard sign. What's that? Piss excellence or zip up, I'm in. You're in on that? That's it. All right.
1: Let's move on, unless there's anything else you guys want to say before we move on. Nope. We good? Yeah. Okay. Southern California for Pop Culture Tuesday. I mean, I, I spent a long weekend in the, with, within the capital of, of pop culture America. Went to Universal Studios, went to the Warner Brothers lot. Some things that really stood out to me. Number one, I I don't know where all their tax money goes. It's one of the highest tax states in the union. The roads are awful. You should see their landscaping. And I know it doesn't rain there a lot, but they they don't have sprinklers in California. I mean, no no hell, no wonder you guys have wildfires every summer. Every summer, you just let you just let your landscaping go dirt brown, so it's dry timber every time someone you know strikes a match. I mean, it's just I was shocked. The kinds of stuff that a government is supposed to do and take care of and take pride in, you just saw none of that. I was just it was depressing, frankly. The other thing that I found interesting is there are completely two. In many respects, what I saw was emblematic of America. And it's not often you say California is emblematic of America. And it may not be a good thing. I don't know. But there is a hardcore minority of people there. That are, that are by and large more in the fight than a lot of people are in red states, if that makes sense. on the other hand i haven't seen more masks since it's been two years since i've seen that many masks masks were everywhere people wore masks all over the place voluntarily outdoors in 100 degree heat just and i've gone beyond being angry now you know i I used to just want to just shout out take it off Now I just, I weep because it's just, it's clear that this many people are just permanently broken. They'd put on the pieces of flair. What's the line from Idiocracy, Aaron? What, you got your tattoo? why come you don't got a tattoo? Yeah, I mean, just that level of brokenness. That blew me away as well, the amount of masks. and now i'm not all that and i mean i'm not all that optimistic about what the level of conviction the people i was around have is going to ultimately lead to in that forsaken land but i did see more conviction to fight and to do something about what's going on than you see in a lot of places like alabama mississippi west virginia places where someone with a D, with a D after their letter couldn't even conceive of getting elected unless they were Joe Manchin and to the right of the Republican senator. But out there, they've all witnessed, our people out there have witnessed that it can all be taken away from you. A generation ago, California was one, was, was what Texas is now. It was the leading red state in America. If you're Aaron's age, blows your mind to probably contemplate this. But Todd and I grew up in an era where Republicans were winning seven out of ten presidential elections in Florida. Since nineteen ninety two, I think a Republican presidential candidate has only gotten forty percent of the popular vote in California twice, I think, or maybe three times in thirty years. So they lived they've seen it can all it can all be taken away where a lot of the people living in these deep, traditionally red states just think that this is a birthright, goes on and on and on and on and on. Just vote Trump or vote this guy or vote that guy and stuff just kind of automatically happens. Man, if if the people in those deep, traditional red states had the level of conviction of the people that I was around this weekend, we'd have red San Francisco's, meaning that These are just places. It doesn't matter how much power Democrats have in Washington, D.C. Our way of life will just go untouched here. We'll do whatever the hell we want. And how you like them apples. And it it was also incredible to see the reaction a film about spiritual warfare got from these groups and these people as well. Why? Because, again, they've lived through this. They've, they've experienced it. They see it up close and personal. I mean, I, I boarded my plane in Burbank yesterday. Guy gets on the plane. A guy with long purple hair. And a dress. You ever seen that at Des Moines International Airport?
2: Not in my memory now.
1: No, no, not going to see that there very often. And he's, he's pulling up, it looks like his old man... Who's confined to a wheelchair up the ramp. Who's like decked out in rainbow everything. He looks like he's like 90. So, I, I saw the conviction level that I think we need corporately around the country. I hope it doesn't go to waste in a place like California. But... It was convicting to see that in a lot of other places around the country, we don't have their level of conviction. Our people don't. They still think they're going to just sit home and vote their way out of this. Team GOP evs. And it was also a reminder of the power of storytelling. Hurt saw a sign at the Warner Brothers lot. We believe in the power of story. And that is the last refuge left in America where true persuasion can happen. People will let you infest and assault their worldview within the storytelling model that they will not anywhere else. Look at the success of the Barbie movie this weekend as an example. You guys have any reactions to what I just said?
2: Was there any conversation, uh, broadly speaking, in terms of your presentation or individually when you met people about moving, to move or not to move?
1: That didn't come up as much as I thought that it would. Um, you know what else did not come up as much as I thought that it would? This presidential primary didn't come up either. Probably for a couple of reasons. One, they know that their votes don't count. They're in California, and this process will be likely over. Um, unless they are successful in moving it to Super Tuesday, then they'll matter quite a bit. But un- unless that were to happen, this process may be over by the time it gets to them. But they've also got a lot more pressing needs than worrying about a, a presidential primary a year from now. I mean, they're, they're trying to survive on, the, on a daily basis. I mean, they were telling me out in Chino Hills how people they got elected to the school board tried to pass, and yeah. they did, but pass a resolution, pass a bill that you cannot, uh, uh, you know, affirm a child's um, pronouns or name different from what is on his birth certificate without parental permission. And Gaston, or I'm sorry, Gaston, uh, Gavin Gavin Newsom sent a couple of thugs right. from the governor's office basically to try to intimidate him. You know, so, I mean, they're, they're fighting for s- survival on a daily basis. So the idea of pontifications about a presidential primary that won't be determined until well into this time next year, um, that's, I mean... They're they're trying to keep their head above water on a daily basis. You're
2: describing 1930s Germany.
1: Hmm. You mean where you feel like you're on the brink of something and something isn't right? Yeah. I mean, I just, I lived out there as a little kid. I just remember it being nicer, cooler, not temperature wise, but just like special. Like it felt like it was a special place the to American be out there. The American Riviera. Yeah. It did not feel like that to me, being out there this last weekend. It just didn't. That'll do it for today's show. Speaking of Hollywood, we're going to discuss it more where Disney is concerned in our overtime today. For Blaze TV subscribers at blazetvcom slash dace. That's where you can go to become a subscriber for just 10 bucks a month. For the rest of you, we will see you tomorrow, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace